Hey guys, it's your girl Miss G and you know what time it is. It's G time. It's time to get up, get active, and get it together. My purpose is to give advice, encourage change, and empower success. The goal is for us to grow, elevate, and excel. Everyday action is required for change and you have the power to create change. Welcome back to another Mondays with Miss G. I'm so glad that you guys are joining me. I have something incredible to talk about today. I hope that you um, receive it as much as it meant to me. I hope that it, you get out of it as much as I got out of it, just writing it and going through it. So today I'm going to talk about it's the control for me. I don't know about y'all, but um, I can be a little bit controlling. I like things to go a certain way. I like to do things a certain way. And to not have things in my control is hard. It's difficult because I can't control that. You know, as a mom, there are certain things that I can't control and it it really kind of plays on me sometimes and I can react versus respond to certain situations and I'll get into that. But look, last week we talked about building new habits. One of the habits that I'm working on this year is how I respond to things. I'm building responding versus reacting. Now, look, we all react. It's just a knee-jerk reaction type of thing. Um, we have automatic thoughts. We have automatic reactions based on our upbringings, our backgrounds, our family of origin, so forth and so forth, right? We react. Responding is the goal for me. Being able to have some emotional intelligence in my response versus just being reactive or just reacting um, however I feel the need to in that moment. Look, I know I'm a whole professional. I talk about this every single day with people. And the reality is that once we understand that we are human and these are things that will happen and we take accountability for them and say, you know what, I know that this is something that I need to work on, we can actually move forward in that. It's when we think that we're so perfect and nothing gets under our skin and then we start acting a complete nut and outside of our character and we get so distraught and embarrassed by it that it prevents us from actually having some growth and saying, look, there are some things I need to work on. But, you know, I'll get into that a little bit more. What I'm saying is that it's hard for me, too. One thing that I'm, I like to do at the beginning of a new year is take some time to really reflect on the previous year. Like, really, really get into some self-reflection. Looking at myself, looking at the things that has happened, looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly, Okay. I'm huge on self-reflection. I think it's important that we take a step back and we look at ourselves. Let me give you a little bit about self-reflection. Self-reflection self-reflection <laughs> is defined as meditation or serious thought about one's characters, action, and motives. It's about taking a step back and reflecting on your life, your behavior, and your beliefs. You know, that could be a whole other episode in itself, talking about reflecting on your behaviors, your beliefs, and your life. But I'm going to stick to this one. It's the control for me. 
But part of self-reflection for me is to look back on my actions, look back on my character and reflect on the good, the bad, and the ugly. I need to know what I did good so I can keep doing some more of it. I need to know what I did good because I want to become great at it. I want to be better at it. I want to improve on that, right? I need to look at what I did bad because I need to work on it. I need to identify some of those not-so-good behaviors and be able to change those around. I need to build new habits to be able to change those around. And I need to look at the ugly so I can turn away from it. Point, period, in the end. I need to know what was ugly because I don't want it no more. I need to remove myself from whatever situation, whatever relationship, whatever surrounding, whatever environment that was ugly and get my tail out of there. I don't want no parts of ugly, okay? So that's why self-reflection is important. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not here to preach. <laughs> but there's a scripture in Lamentation, um, Lamentation 340 that says, Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. I need to test and examine my ways. I don't want to be just anybody. I don't want to just do anything. I want my actions to be pleasing unto God. I serve a higher power. And I want I want my words. I want my actions. I want it to edify God. And I want it to be pleasing in sight. So I need to take a step back, self-reflect, and know what it is that I need to turn around to be better. But, you know, like I said, I ain't coming here, you know, preaching nothing. I'm just letting you know that I serve somebody bigger. And so I want to be like, you know what? That's not of him. That's not how he want me to act. So let me turn that away. You know, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is true. Okay, so let me get back to what I'm saying. Back on responding versus reacting. I have had some self-reflection over, you know, a few years, not just last year, but a few years. And I have learned that I was a big reactor. I, act, I reacted off of emotions, whether it was anger, sadness, disappointment, resentment, bitterness. Oh, yes, I got into some big emotions, not just happy, mad, sad, and glad, okay? I have had some bitterness in me. I've had resentment. I've had anger. There's so many situations that I could just pull from when I think of those emotions and know that I was reacting on them. And so when I take time to look back over some of the things that I've gone through, acknowledging those, knowing what was happening and what was going on in those situations, and then learning how to respond. Now, some of these emotions are triggered because of situations or people in my life and I need to know how to respond to them. There are certain people that I know how to respond to because I already know that's just who they are and they're not going to change so guess what I have to change. I'm not giving them an excuse for being who they are. I'm completely acknowledging that that's who they are so I'm not going to even give you the time of day to react emotionally to be all up in my feelings. I know that's who you are. I know that's how you try to trigger people so you know what I'm going to respond differently. I'll change me, not you, because, you know, it's the control for me. I only can change myself. I can't, can cha I can't change you. As much as we talk and I do these videos and I talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, I tell them all the time, I don't have no magic wand. I can't just be like, ding, you're different. Ding, you've changed. Ding, all these situations go away. No, that's not how it happens. But I have some tools that you can use to change what's going on around, change how 
you react and how you respond and change some things that are going on around you. You may not be able to change those people, but let me give you some assertive communication skills to deal with people so that you can communicate effectively, so you can tell them how you feel in, the, in an effective way. Whether they get it or not, you walk away like, I said what I said. I did what I did, and I know I did it well. Whether you got it or not, I know I did it well. I used my I statements. There was no accusatory use. I came out this, at this situation correctly. I was respectful. So you know what? I did my job. I can't change you, though. So that's what I want to continue to work on this year. And like I said, it's the control for me. I told you I like to control things, but I like to control what I what I can control. I like to control what I can change, not the things that I can't. So pushing and growing is part of that self-reflect for me. Um, I learned that we tend to stay in places longer than we should because we haven't taken any time to self-reflect. We don't, we don't stop and say, you know what, girl, I looked at yourself this last year and you was doing nothing but running in circles. You need to change some things. Now, we just keep going on and going on and going on, thinking that things will change um, if we wait long enough. <laughs> How well is that working out for you? Uh, that's what I would tend to ask somebody. You know, <laughs> on the side note, many of us, we don't self-reflect because it hits hard. We actually have to look ourselves in the mirror. We have to acknowledge some things that we're not doing right. You know, for all of those people who believe in um, perfectionism, that they're perfect, um, they actually have to look at some things and say, oh, my God, I wasn't perfect. Oh, my God, there's some things that I can change. Oh, my God, I need to get my life together. But, you know, you're not ready for that conversation. So I'm just going to keep going. I'm working on responding versus reacting. So like I told you before, reacting is emotional. Reactions are done on impulse. You hit me, I'm going to hit you back. <laughs> um, yeah, it's impulse. Impulse is the tendency to act without thinking. Um, you can describe reacting as something that's automatic. Like I told you, it's a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, reacting is emotional-based, while responding is having emotional intelligence. Now... I'm not saying don't be emotional. I'm not saying don't acknowledge your emotions. I'm not saying don't have emotions. You know, there's some sayings that I repressed my emotions. That's what made me strong. No, it is not. It was a weakness. Repressing those emotions became a weakness. Um, having emotional intelligence and being able to express your emotions in a healthy way, now that's strength. I'll teach you some of that. <laughs> you want to be able to respond healthy. Being angry is an emotion. Guess what? We all get angry. It's not getting angry that's the problem. It's what you do when you're angry that's the problem. I could be angry and say, you know what? I'm angry. I didn't like what just happened. I need to take a minute to process what's going on so I can know how to respond to the situation. Versus, I was angry so I slapped her. Mm, no, no, no. You can't just be slapping, folks. You will go to jail. <laughs> You have to take some responsibility for your emotions. And if you're taking responsibility for your emotions, that means you actually have to take responsibility for your actions. But don't, I hope y'all heard the drums playing in the back. Yep. You actually have to do that. Um, <laughs> I often will use 
an example of cleaning the, the house. You know, I have a, a three children. So I can say, why are these blankety blank dishes not washed and blankety blank blank or blank blank? Even though I'm not, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> or I can say, I noticed that the dishes haven't been washed. Please make sure that the dishes are washed. I'm angry that it's not washed. I'm angry that it didn't get done when it should have been done because chores should be done at a certain time in my house. That's my house, not your house. But I don't have to react. I can respond. And then if it isn't done, guess what? That's where parenting comes in. All right, guess what? I have the family link on my phone. Didn't internet off. Phones locked. Shut it down. We can't do chores. We can't be on phones. That's me responding. <laughs> I have emotional intelligence. I responded to the situation. I bet you everybody get up and start doing their thing, huh? There are times where emotions get the best of us. And I am guilty of it. I know that my emotions have gotten the best of me at times. You know, recently, my family and I, we were, we had got sick. We got, we got the COVID. And uh, it sucked. It sucked big time, trust me. The chills, the, the fevers, the headaches, the cough. Lord, the cough. I'm an asthmatic, okay? So I, I know about being sick. I have been sick before. I've had pneumonia twice. I've been in ICU. I, look, sickness is not a new thing. Getting, getting sick and being under the weather is not a new thing. But let me tell you, I grew up myself as an asthmatic sick. Not as a mother who all three children are sick and my husband is sick. It was rough in this house, okay? It was like, what are we going to do? And I remember, you know, having to separate everyone because we didn't find out everyone had it at the same time. So my daughter was separated first. She was in her room. My son started feeling sick. He's in his room. Uh, I start feeling sick. I'm in my room. Then my husband starts feeling sick. So he's in the room. And then we have the 10-year-old, <laughs> the youngest of the crew. She like, I'm good. I don't feel sick. So she got, she got to be in the living room by herself. And she was just having a party. And so all of us are locked in the room. And I can think about all the things that I'm worrying about, right? Is she okay? Is she going to be safe? Is she going to eat all the snacks and uh, get sick? Um, are people keeping their mask on when they have to, you know, go to the restroom? Is she trying to peek in to see if her sister's okay? Like just all kind of thoughts going through my head, right? I don't want to get sicker than this. I got to be here for my kids. Just everything. Everything is going through my mind, and I'm still trying to, you know, I'm, I got the heat, I, I got the fan on, and then I have to turn it off. Just all kind of stuff going on. But I was FaceTiming my mom, and she said, well, you're smiling. <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, yeah, it's the one thing I can control. It's the control for me. I can control my smile. I can control how I respond. I can't change nothing that's happening right now. I can't even go nowhere. I am confined to this room. There are things that I cannot control in this situation. So you know what? I'll control my attitude. I'll control how I'm thinking. I will stop irrational and cognitive distortions that are happening in my mind that are telling me, oh, Lord, it's going to get worse. No, nope, I'm going to stop that. 
right now this is what it is this is how I feel thank God I don't feel worse thank you God that we are all still breathing fine you know what these chills is getting me but you know what thank you God that's what I can control I can control how I respond to things I can't control the situation you know me and my husband were sitting there laughing like man two years later we finally got it we don't want it but we've been doing everything possible that we can to stay safe and the reality is some of these things are just not in our control our kids are at school every day my husband's out at work every day we're they're bound to be exposed by somebody whether or not we've had it in the in the last two years or not and just didn't have any symptoms we don't know but this time we had symptoms and it it's just something that you know my grandma's like well, where do you think you got it from i don't know I don't, well okay in this situation i think i know <laughs> i think i know where we got it this this time um but you know that's neither here nor there there were things out of our control we kept our mask on, we sanitized, we social distanced, you know, six feet, give me six feet. We did what we could, but the reality is it still happened. I can't control that. So again, the, the thing that I can't control is my response. When my daughter, her fever went to 102. Let me tell you, if you know me, if you know me, I am that parent. I am not afraid to call 911, okay? I don't know what to do. Somebody help me. Uh, help my child. I'm that. I'm that person. And my mom would be like, "Oh Lord, you did you call 911? Yeah, I didn't know what to do." <laughs> my husband just looked at me like, "Babe, what? I didn't know what to do." So as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little more uh, experience under my belt as a parent, and there are things that I can I can respond to appropriately and in a healthy manner. My, my daughter's fever got to 102. I know that that's not a, a good fever. So I called my aunt. My aunt is a nurse. She said, get her into some, some, some cool water. Get that fever down. All right. Calmly. I give her some Tylenol. Get her in the, the water. Uh, get some popsicles going. Get some Gatorade. I did what I had to do. She broke her fever in about 24 hours. Thank you, God. Because it don't always happen like that. I've had to have, you know, one of my children, they had to go to urgent care to ER because her fever wouldn't break and she had to have IV. So I know when to move and I know when I'm capable of handling things on my own until we need a, a little more help. So I responded to the situation. Like I said, I separated everybody. We did what we had to do. We had on masks. We uh, cleaned the house. Shout out to all my friends and my family, all of my loved ones who kept us sane, you know, called us, texted us, uh, dropped off cleaning supplies, Amazon some food, you know. Those are the things that make my heart smile. Those are the things that truly, truly speak to me. And in responding, I even wanted to make sure that I responded appropriately and just said, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, and my emotional intelligence there. I was grateful. I had so much joy and love in my heart. Even though this was a scary situation, I was just so over the top grateful that we were where we were and that it wasn't worse. That's how I want to respond. 
So, like I said, I did some self-reflection on myself last year. And I realized that, girl, you was reacting. You reacted a lot to things. And I know it's the control for me because there was a lot of things that weren't in my control. There were a lot of things that I didn't know what, I didn't know what was going to happen. And so I reacted automatically just out of fear. (laughs) I reacted from the unknown. And I had to look at that and say, it is what it is. What about the things you can control? What about the things that are for you? It brings me to the serenity prayer. Do y'all know the serenity prayer? I never say it right. So, you know, I kind of add in some things on my own. So let me just pull it up so I can say it correctly too. The serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to change the things that I cannot change. Courage to change the things that I can. And wisdom to know the difference. Man, do you know that that prayer speaks to me so much? Because there are certain things that I cannot change. So give me the serenity to accept those things. I can't, contrain, I can't change other people's attitudes. I can't change how other people respond. I can't, there are a lot I can't change. I can't change this pandemic. I can't change whether or not uh, I get sick. I can try to prevent it. But ultimately, because things are open the way they are, because we we have to go to work, because kids have to go to school, there are some things I can't change. But Lord, give me the courage to change things that I can. My attitude won't be the same. I can change my, my, my character. If I don't like some of the things that are happening, I can change it. I can build in me some healthy tools and healthy responses by increasing my healthy coping skills. I'm talking like a therapist right now. I can increase some relaxation skills, some mindfulness skills. I can do that. Those are things I can change in me. I can change my used to be reactive parenting styles to responding in a way that my children will understand so that we can ultimately reach the goal that we need to reach. But I need wisdom to know the difference in me reacting and me responding. That wisdom comes in the self-reflection. It comes in looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly. And said, mm, Chris, that was ugly. That was some ugly behavior back there. I don't want that. You know what? There were some good responses there. I like that. I was building something. I like that. I want more of that. Let me surround myself with people where I can get more of that. I like that. And you know what? That was a little bad. But I'm going to pull something from there and change it around. It's the control for me. That's what I can control. That's what makes me happy. Knowing that there are things that I can control. I can change the way I think. I can change the way I speak. I can change the way I walk. I can change the way I talk. I said speak. But those are the things that I can do. So that's what I'm going to do. What can you change? We talk about growth all the time. I say, you have the power to create change. You do. It's the control for you. What can you can control? What can you control in this change? You want to increase in your professional life? Learn a trade. Take a class. Take a course. 
Study some people. Shadow some people. Surround yourself with some people that are doing well financially. You can change that. There are things you can change, y'all. You just have to know the things that you can change. Ask for that wisdom to know the difference in the things that you have to accept and the courage to have the courage to change the things that you can. Man, that courage, all you need is a little bit. One step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. Every day you get up, say, today is the day that I'm going to make some changes. Even if it's a small change. You know, small changes produce big results. Because, you know, you're making them. You're doing little baby steps. And then all of a sudden you're like, dang, when I change like this? It was the baby steps. Start somewhere. It's the control for me. Y'all have a blessed one. Can't wait to see you next week. Don't forget to like, share. Go ahead and subscribe over there on YouTube. And, um, yeah, support Miss G Talk. You guys have a blessed one.